0: On the field, inside the clubhouse, and everything in between.
1: This is Brewers Weekly, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Matt Pauley. I'm pretty sure the Pittsburgh Pirates are very glad that they're not going to see the Brewers again for a little while. The Pirates have an 8-11 record of their 11 losses this year. Six of them have come against the Brewers. They have been swept in Milwaukee and then they were swept uh, in Pittsburgh. The Brewers winning earlier today by a 3-2 score. So if you get rid of the Pirates-Brewers games for the Pirates, they're actually an above 500 team. They have series wins this year against the Nationals and also the Cubs, uh, but they uh, they just keep facing the Brewers and they keep losing. The Brewers finding a way to win today by a 3-2 score. Welcome in to to Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ if you want to join the program you can do so we're on early they are letting us in early generally we're on from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock but it's, uh, it's kind of a big night if you uh, didn't know Got this little NFL draft thing going on uh, this evening, kind of important for the Packers. So, our draft night mega cast is going to begin at 7 o'clock. So, we get bumped up to 6 o'clock, and we are glad, we are very glad to be here. And uh, we'll talk some Brewers baseball here for the next uh, hour or so, taking you all the way to 7 o'clock and the draft night. Megacast. Uh, if you want to join us, 855 616 1620. 855 616 1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage talk and text line. Or you can tweet at me at Matt Pauly on air, M A T T P A U L E Y on air. Long time umpire Joe West is going to be joining us in just a few moments, actually. In our next segment, uh, Joe West. He holds the Major League record for most games umpired ever at 5,460. He is now a retired umpire. Like everybody, he is getting into the podcast game. So uh, he was available to do interviews. He's promoting the podcast. So uh, Joe West is going to join us coming up uh, in our next segment. Actually, our next two segments. Got an extended conversation with Joe and some interesting things uh, said. So uh, that that's going to be coming up in just a few moments, and I hope you join us and uh, stick around for that. It, it's really interesting right now to watch the Brewers struggle as much as they have struggled from an offensive standpoint, yet it not really have a huge impact on wins and losses. Are there some games they would have won this year had they scored more runs? Yeah, but they're, they're fine. They're they're thirteen and seven. This is from a uh, this start that they are on right now is as good of a start as they have had in quite some time. in fact, 13 and seven, their best 20 game start since going 15 and five to begin the 2014 season. Uh, Kurt Hoag, who covers the team for the journal Sentinel, he moved into that role uh, this year after the retirement of Tom Hodricourt. He tweeted out about forty minutes ago. it's really interesting. He did a, he did a graph where It was the team's OPS through their first 20 games and their winning percentage through their first 20 games. And he did that of every team since 2017. So the last five, six years worth of 20 game starts for every team in Major League Baseball. And... The Brewers are among the leaders for highest winning percentage with lowest ops it's a really interesting thing to look at and i think it I think it visualizes out what exactly is happening right now because they're just a very inconsistent offensive club, even today they score the uh they scored the three runs on nine hits now nine hits that's a that's a solid hit total you're not going to get upset about the nine hits, but it took. Uh, a big clutch hit from Andrew McCutcheon in the seventh inning for them to uh, come back from, uh, or in the ninth inning, excuse me, uh, for them to uh, come back from a 2 1 deficit and put themselves in position to win. So we'll dive into those offensive numbers a little bit more coming up uh, later on in the program. Also want to touch on the growing controversy that is the actual baseball that is being used by Major League Baseball this year. Because some will tell you, it's, it's not just a different feeling baseball every game. It's a different feeling baseball from one inning to the other. Home runs are way down, offense is down, baseball is experimenting with a ton of different things. It's just, it's a mess. It is a mess right now, and it's something that needs to get figured out, and we'll get into that later on in the program as well. But up next, we're going to be joined by the guy who holds the record for most games umpired in Major League history, that is Joe West. He joins us after this break here on WTMJ. Brewers pick up the win earlier today over the Pirates 3-2 as they sweep that series and now they are set to return home. They're going to open up a series against the Chicago Cubs at American Family Field tomorrow night. 7-10 first pitch. Our coverage will begin just after 6 o'clock. Joe West is one of the most famous umpires of all time. Uh, He holds the record for most games ever umpired 5460 games umpired by Joe West he retired after last season from umpiring he's getting into the podcast game as the Joe West 5460 podcast is going to be uh, getting started here in the first week of May and we are very happy to uh, be able to uh, welcome this guy on to the program Joe thank you so much for your time
0: well thanks for having me I appreciate
1: it. How is uh, retirement from umpiring, as we mentioned, you're doing some other things, but how is retirement from umpiring treating you?
0: Well, you know, it's helped my golf game a little bit. I'm getting a little bit better. (laughs) (laughs) But... but, Yeah, it's, it's been fun. I've done a few things. Uh, I've gone to Key West. I've been to Baltimore. I've uh, been to Arizona. I've, I'm traveling a little bit, but I don't have to work when I get there, which is a good thing, you know?
1: Do you want to stay around the game? We see Bruce Frimming at, at Brewers games all the time. He can't stay away. Uh, are you somebody <laughs> that wants to uh, be around the game moving forward?
0: Well, I've had my chances to go to the park, but I, I don't go. It's not my place to be there. You know, this is my time my time has passed, so I'm happy to be going. Although this podcast is going to be kind of interesting because we're going to tell stories about all those times and games that I had before. And uh, so I am looking forward to doing that. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I don't go to the park like uh, like Bruce does. Bruce loves it. He, he he loves it. He loves to be with the fans and everything. So and he he enjoys it. He's, he's a cool little guy.
1: Would he uh, when you would be in Milwaukee, would he come down and visit you?
0: Oh, yeah. He would come down and say hello. He was he was a good friend for a lot of years. He still is.
1: I got to ask you this before we get into kind of a couple more fun things. But I know people are going to want to hear your answer on this. There's a lot of talk about an automated strike zone coming up. And this past Sunday night, there was a lot of attention on the strike zone. Everything I've read and seen, and nobody wants to admit this, everything I've read and seen it says the automated, the computer strike zone is not as good as the human umpires. But, Joe, if, if they ever get to a point where the technology is good enough that the computers could get it right more often than humans, would you? do you think that would be good for baseball to go to an automated strike zone?
0: Well, I don't know so much the strike zone as is, is everything else the plate umpire has to do. Can that can that machine call check swing? Can that machine call foul tips? Can that machine tell the hitter to get in the box? I mean, <laughs> we well, there's a whole lot of stuff that umpire does that no one takes credit for, that no one really looks at, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and And it is true, the machine misses more pitches than the human eye does. And we don't have an umpire in Major League Baseball that scores less than 95% on their games. Uh, It's funny because the other day they said that the plate umpire in that Sunday night game only scored 85%. I saw what he scored from what they grade him. So if your machine that's grading it is different than mine, then let's make them both the same so the umpire will know what he's supposed to call
1: that's interesting. You know, so so you're saying that the the official grading from Major League Baseball and the stuff we see on social media don't vibe with each other.
0: No. No, the the plate umpire for the game Sunday night scored 96 and the social media is saying he scored 85. So, they're off. That's
1: they're not off. fair they're to not. the umpire though, right? Like if 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 the talk is that he had a really bad game and he actually didn't, how bad is that for umpires?
0: Yeah, but nobody's saying that. No one's saying that to the public either.
1: Hmm. That's interesting. Um, I want to go back through your career? First off, you you umpired a lot of games in Milwaukee. Uh, the The manager umpire relationship is a unique one. What was it like? Did you like managing games where Craig Council was umpire or was uh, managing?
0: Well, yeah, you got you got to remember, I had him as a player. <laughs> he was he was on the the teams that won in Miami. And uh, I I think he was one of Jimmy Leland's boys. So he learned a lot working for Jimmy Leland. And he was a good manager. Still is. So uh, you're lucky to have him. You're lucky to have people that are good baseball people in that position.
1: If, if If a manager that you respect takes issue with a call that you make, does that change at all how you handle that situation?
0: No, <laughs> you've got a job to do. He's got a job to do. And you have to understand that. I think when I, when I started, it used to bother me that someone would say, well, he doesn't like you. Well, I can't, I can't change that, you know, and you don't, you don't take this job to try to win friends and influence people. You, you take this job because you love the game of baseball and you're trying to do the very best that you can, you know?
1: Was there any manager or any, anybody involved with the Brewers throughout all your years that you especially enjoyed your interactions with?
0: Well, I liked playing golf with Gorman Thomas when he went on the celebrity tour because <laughs> <laughs> he was he was a fun guy to be around and he still is. Uh, but uh, yeah, that that's it. That's a great city. It's a great baseball city, and you know, and Euchre is a good friend of mine. Euchre was there. The night somebody threw a ball from the upper deck and hit me in the head. I don't know if you remember yeah. that. But uh, so my wife is walking out uh, of the tunnel to get to the car in the parking lot. And uh, Euchre says, you, you don't really believe anybody was throwing at him, do you? And she kind of cut her eyes. And, and Euchre said, we better sign him. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys are lucky to have him too. He was a treat.
1: That that was actually going to be the next thing I asked you about. That that night where you got hit in the head, and uh, after that, the Brewers did not sell any uh, souvenir baseballs for for a few days. After that, you guys uh, huddled after that and everything. What did you appreciate that from a Brewers perspective? That you know it was an unfortunate situation, but and they couldn't do a whole lot. But at the very least, they they stopped selling souvenir baseballs no, no. for a few days.
0: They made every effort to find out who the guy was and prosecute him, but the, they they couldn't they couldn't get him. So uh, I I don't I don't think there was anything they could have done any different. I mean they did everything possible to make it safe for you. So um, that's that's just a fluke accident and somebody that wasn't it wasn't being good to the sport, you know. So um, and I, I'm sure after he threw it, he left. Yeah. So. That probably made it hard for him to find out who it was, too. So, but I even I had a lot of people call me to check to see if I was all right. Even Bud Selig called me to see if I was all right. He, he apologized for the conduct of somebody there, so that was nice.
1: What was the relationship between the umpires and Bud Selig when he was the commissioner?
0: Well, it was... It was a little distant because yeah. we, we never had direct contact with him. I remember when we, we went to with him one time to talk about the replay. And uh, and Mike Winters actually told him, says, we're trying to fix our obvious mistake. We're trying to get everything right. And, and he really appreciated that. I think the thing that bothered him was he's a big Packer fan, you know. And he said, "I hate watching football." And they go to replay, and they still miss the call. <laughs> and we convinced him that that wouldn't happen. We would get them right. So he he was comfortable working with that. And he and you know what, he was a good commissioner. He put a lot of people together to try to uh, do things, and and he, he he loved the game of baseball. And that's that's what you need in the commissioner's office.
1: Do you think the replay system works?
0: I do. I think it works, and I I think when we first put it in, there's a lot of umpires that were skeptical about it. But after they got to see how the system works and all the guys have to go through replay, they realized this is more of a teaching tool for us than anything else, which is good. You know, it's like on-the-job training. So that worked out very well for us.
1: Joe West joining us here on Brewers Weekly, and we'll pause the interview here for uh, just a moment and uh, bring him back in later on in the hour. Uh, i got a couple thoughts on, on two of the things that he said, and uh, we'll get into that coming up in just a moment. Again, if you want to join us, you can do so, 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line. Tweet at me, at Matt Polly on air. This is Brewers Weekly. Continuing on with the program here on WTMJ, I'm Matt Pauley. We will continue our conversation with Joe West coming up uh, after the news. If you missed the first part of it or any of it, we will be streaming it uh, or uh, podcasting it later on at WTMJ.com, so you can uh, check that out. Uh, from that first part, though, I wanted to respond to a couple things. Look, I'm, I wasn't going to get adversarial with Joe. I thought he was a really nice guy. That actually kind of surprised me a little bit. You see him umpire games, and you think maybe he might have a gruff demeanor. He doesn't. Man, Joe a super jovial guy. Really enjoyed the conversation. So that's not really the place to, you know, Push him on things. I don't think he's right about the replay system working. I just don't. I don't like the replay system. I don't think it works. I don't think it is. It was not designed to find out if on a on turning a double play, a second baseman or a shortstop missed the bag by you know one one hundredth of an inch. Like the there's there's and it's hard to say because I say it all the time you either get the play right or you you get it wrong. I just I don't like the way the system works. I do think it's better this year that umpires actually have the microphones like like football officials do and can explain the call. That has been needed for quite some time and that is a good thing for the game. I just I, I still think a lot of the calls don't get made correctly. I still think the umpires in the umpiring center in New York do everything they can to protect their brethren. If I was baseball, I would put non-umpires in that room. I would not use people who are part of the umpires' union. Maybe I would use guys who uh, washed out of umpiring in the minor leagues or guys who are college umpires. Like, there, there's other people that you could use who are not active umpires. Uh, and I also thought he didn't really answer the question when I asked him about whether or not, uh, if the technology ever gets to a point where the automated, the, the robot umpires for sure were better than human umpires, which they're not yet. They're just not. Everything I've read says that human umpires are still getting balls and strikes in aggregate right at a higher rate than, than, the, uh, than the automated system. But at some point, they're going to get that thing where it's right 99% of the time. Should you go to that when it's, when it's right? And you've still got the home plate umpire telling the hitter to get back in the box and, and doing everything that a home plate umpire does except call balls and strikes. And once the technology is there, I don't see why you would not go to it. I just don't think it's quite there. All right, we will continue on with uh, Joe West uh, after the news. First Weekly continues. We are leading into our draft night mega cast. Greg Matzik, Gabe Neitzel, Brian D., Jason Wilde, and a cast of... Dozens, hundreds—I don't know how many people are involved. You don't know who else might pop up tonight. The mega cast goes from seven o'clock to eleven o'clock as the NFL draft is uh, getting underway, and it's going to be a very busy uh, draft for the Packers with this number of the number of picks. So we get moved upward. Prime time, baby. Brewers weekly from six to seven. First time we have ever been on six to seven in my time here at uh, WTMJ. Uh, we'll continue on with uh, my conversation with longtime umpire. Joe West. If you're just now tuning in and missed the first half of it uh, that we ran a little bit ago, you'll be able to uh, listen to a podcast version of it later at WTMJ.com. I'll tell you, so Scott Warris, who you normally hear in this slot, he knew that I was going to be talking to Joe West and he had a couple uh, requests on questions that I would ask him. And one of the requested questions was this one. Uh, He wanted me to ask Joe, so I did, and we'll play his answer here in just a second. He wanted to know from uh, Joe if he could name the three other umpires that he would select if he was selecting his dream crew to be able to work with.
0: No, I couldn't name three. I can name you 30. <laughs> but I couldn't name three. <laughs> I, can, I can remember we went to... Uh, Montreal years ago and the clubhouse attendant was was mad because Dutch Renard asked him for something and uh, he said the worst crew I could possibly have is you Joe West, Dutch Renner, Terry Tata and Steve Ripley hmm. so the next year what's the crew it was Steve Ripley, Terry Tata Dutch Renner and me <laughs> and when we came in the first time he just shook his head he didn't say a word <laughs>
1: When you're a crew chief, you get to choose. Like it's a it's a process of choosing uh, your, your group, right? Like you've got a voice in it.
0: You get one pick. They have to give you one. They let you. They let you give them a list of. Uh, I think it's six now. They get, they they'll give you a list of six, and then um, from there, uh, they have to give you one of the six. So sometimes there's a couple people on the list that that, uh, you know, are picked by two or three different crew chiefs. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I don't, I only, I think only the last year I, I sent in a list because I, I said, I'll take anybody you give me. I'm glad to work with them
1: most umpires do an incredible job and you don't get to the big leagues unless you are uh, good at your job at some point maybe it was even when you were coming up in the minor leagues I'm sure at some point in time you worked with an umpire who maybe you didn't think did a good job or maybe they were just salty or or tough to be around you spend so much time with these guys and you are you never go home except for the vacations in season uh, but it's constantly on the road how did you handle a situation where maybe there was someone on your crew or someone you were working with that wasn't your favorite person or favorite umpire? Empire in the world
0: well when you get to the big leagues you you can pretty much stay on your own you can be individualistic but uh, it's tougher when you're in the minor leagues and there's just two of you or just three of you together because uh, then you do have to you have to get along and i mean part of that's growing up too. you know uh, i worked with ted henry and ted henry wouldn't room with anybody he'd have to have his own room so it costs more money for everybody when you couldn't double up and you're only getting five hundred dollars a month. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, you know that that's part of growing up. It's part of the business that you have to get through. And uh, I, I think the thing that bothers me most about uh, coming through the minor leagues is they don't pay them enough to sustain a living. Mm-hmm. I mean, the highest-paid umpire in the minor leagues is only getting $26,000 a year. That's not enough to live on. So, hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, and You mentioned football earlier and football telecast. You can't watch a football game now without a rules expert being on there yet. Baseball hasn't really done that, and baseball maybe has the most intricate set of rules of any sport out there. Have you been surprised that at least on the World Series, they haven't added someone like you to come in and, and be a rules expert? Is that something that, if Fox gave you a call, was, is that something you would do?
0: Sure, but I wouldn't do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, they they tried to get Tim McClellan to do that for him, and, they, and the money wasn't enough for him to to work every weekend of the summer. So he turned them down. Um, but no one's, ever, no one's ever approached me with that because it, it probably, it probably one of those things are, we'll give you this and we'll give you a, a case of golf balls. And uh, <laughs> so I, I'm, I haven't been asked to do that. So but I, you know, this, this podcast may change their mind. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, you mentioned the podcast. It's. Um, I used to work with Mike Claiborne in St. Louis. I've known Mike for years and years and years. He's a he's a good friend. I'm excited that Mike's going to be doing uh, the show with you. Uh, the name of the podcast, 5460, the Joe West Podcast, 5460, referencing uh, the number of games that you umpired. For folks that listen, and it's going to be uh, dropping starting on uh, May 2nd, uh, what, what should be the uh, expectation for listening into this, and what will you be doing?
0: Well, my my biggest thing is to prove that umpires don't have two heads and they're not monsters, you know what I mean? We're, we're real people like everybody else. And they have real feelings and they have real families, and uh, I want people to understand that. I mean, and and a lot of the guests we're going to have, on well, they're going to tell humanistic stories and good things. I mean, some of them will be musicians, some of them will be uh Indian Chiefs and so on Uh, We got Rick Hummel You know Rick Hummel We've already done one session with him And we've got one with Mark Grace And we have things coming up One of our guests is going to be Jackie Autry Gene Autry's widow And uh, she's going to tell stories About the executive side of the game So this will be nice, it'll be fun
1: Are you still uh, playing music live?
0: Yeah I still go to Nashville a couple times a year
1: well, Joe, I really appreciate that. I'm gonna. I want to see if you'll kind of play along with something here. I, I appreciate your time. We encourage everybody to uh to listen to the podcast. I certainly am. Uh, will you throw me out of here? Well, to finish off the interview, <laughs> will, you, will you will you will you will you eject me from this interview? Can you do that? I'll, I'll talk a little junk to you, and can you come at, back at me a little bit? <laughs>
0: you know, what, what do you want me to tell you That you're living proof that birth controls Should be retroactive
1: <laughs> Let's see what you got All right, John. This, Joe you have done a horrible job On this interview you don't know what you're talking about This has just been total trash I, you need, I don't even know how you even got this podcast Come on man
0: <laughs> I think you're gone now I'll see you later
1: <laughs> Joe thank you so much for the time This was great really appreciate it
0: All right. Thank you. You take care. All right.
1: Joe West joining us here on Brewers Weekly. That was fun. That was fun. And now I can say that Joe West tossed me from something. So that was a little self-indulgent there at the end of our conversation. But that was good. And, again, you can check him out. His podcast, everywhere you find podcast, you can find that. All right. Uh, we'll jump back into uh, more Brewer-centric stuff. They complete a series sweep of the Pirates. Uh, they win earlier today 3-2. From an offensive standpoint, they are still not doing uh, what you would want to see them do. But they're winning games, so does it really matter? We'll get into that coming up in just a moment. This is Brewer. Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers back home tomorrow. They open up a series against the Cubs. They sweep Pittsburgh, winning today on the road 3-2. Brewers Weekly early tonight, 6-7, because we are going into our draft night Mega Cast That begins in about 12 minutes as uh, we will uh, get you, uh, we'll just... It's a mega cast. We're going to be doing everything when it comes to uh, covering the draft tonight, uh, and yeah, we've, uh, we'll see what the Packers do. It could be an interesting night for them. So the Brewers right now have a pretty good record, and it's come with the offense not doing much. So they're thirteen and seven, and maybe that's not the right way to say it. It comes with the offense being very uneven, being very. Roller coastery, for lack of a better word, and that's not even an actual word, but we're going with it. As a team, they're hitting 209. There's only, uh, what, five teams in baseball that are worse than them? The Royals, the A's, the Astros, the Reds, and the Diamondbacks have a worse team batting average than the Brewers. Uh, as far as their OPS, so, you know, sometimes you can have a low batting average, but you're getting a lot of extra base hits, you're hitting a lot of home runs, you're doing things like that. Uh, that would not describe the Brewers. Their OPS is at 614, so the only teams that have worse OPSs than have them are the A's, the White Sox, the Nationals, the Royals, the Diamondbacks, and the Reds. But the Brewers are winning games, and obviously it has a lot to do with their pitching. Their pitching has been absolutely spectacular. I just. And you've heard me say this over and over. In the first month, first two months of the season, not a whole lot means much of anything because you're still kind of getting into it. And let's be clear, offense is down this year. Offense is down in a really big way this year in baseball. And I don't know if it's because the ball is not flying as much. I don't know what it is. It doesn't really matter why. All that matters is that offense is down. The Brewers are not the only team that are struggling from an offensive standpoint. They, they have to turn it around to a certain degree. Do they need to be a top-five team in offensively, top-five run-scoring team, top-five hitting team? No, they don't. They do not have to have those kind of numbers. But if they can just get to middle of the pack and their pitching continues to chug along the way you expect it to, we're talking about a team that absolutely is a legitimate world series contender. I'm I'm not worried they can go hit 2-0. what are they uh, 209. They can go hit 209 and probably still be a playoff team. That is that is a remarkable statement by the way for me to believe that and I realize we are sitting on April 28th. They they can be one of the worst offensive clubs in baseball and still be a playoff team this year, especially with the expanded playoff, especially with the number of games that they're going to be playing this year against the Reds, against the Pirates, uh, against the Cubs if they kind of regress to the mean like you expect them to. And they've, seemingly they've already started to do that. But I've said it all along. It's not about just being a playoff team. It's not about just winning the division it's about making a legitimate run for the world series and taking advantage of this window that you're in because of the pitching and they are not a legitimate world series contender if they're hitting 209 so that number has to go up it has to go up in a big way we saw a moment in that first game against the pirates where they had uh, what was it, the eight runs on uh, the the 12 runs on 14 hits that was that was really good but they follow it up with not great offensive days the last couple of days. Now, yesterday, it was just miserable. It was really, really miserable. Uh, so I kind of gave them pass on that. But even today, uh, if, if they don't have Andrew McCutcheon today, what – What do they have? He drives in all three runs for the Brewers. All right, one final break. We'll come back. Uh, We'll try to get into the the baseball issue just a bit, like the actual baseball, because this is turning into quite the controversy in Major League Baseball. So we'll do that next, and uh, we'll get you ready for our draft night megacast. This is Brewers Weekly. There is a growing controversy in Major League Baseball, and it has everything to do with the actual baseball that's being used. And I think Major League Baseball needs to react. And it's not an easy thing to react to. And I don't know if they can react midseason, but if they can, they should. If you've noticed, home runs are way down. The baseball that's being used right now, and and baseball has admitted it, the baseball that's being used is deadened. There's more drag on the ball. And what that means is basically it collects more air as it is in the air moving, and that slows it down, and it results in it traveling a shorter distance. And that's resulted in less home runs. What Major League Baseball was trying to do was trying to get away from the whole three true outcomes thing of home run, strikeout, or walk. And I guess they've kind of done that, but if they did that with the idea that Hey, you know what? You can't hit as many home runs because of the baseball that maybe teams are going to try to, uh, you know, slap more singles down the line and bunt single like Christian Yelich did earlier today. That's not really working, and it was a bad premise anyways because the pitching is still so good. Stringing hits together, it's just not happening. Just not happening in, in Major League Baseball this year, or any. It ain't unless major changes come. Uh, pitching is that good. So the other side of this, and if you've noticed, the Mets and Cardinals got into it yesterday. They had a benches-clearing situation. The Mets just keep—they've been hit like 19 times this year. And Chris Bassett, who's a pitcher for the Mets, he says the baseball's different. That, And not only is it different, it's different on an inning-by-inning basis. Like, he'll go out there, and the baseball will feel one way in the first inning, and they'll come back out for the second inning, and it'll clearly be another batch of baseballs that are being used, and it feels completely different. That may have actually been true last year. Baseball admitted that they were kind of using two different types of baseballs during the course of the year. It shouldn't be happening this year, but pitchers will tell you it is. Uh, they've been experimenting with a baseball that's got a tacky substance to it so you can grip it better. That's being used in the minor leagues, mixed reviews on it. But it, this is an issue, and Pitchers basically feel like the Major League Baseball is ignoring their concerns about everything. And it's not good. It's not good. And it's it's also not good for the way the game is being played and the lack of scoring runs. So just something to kind of keep your eye on here moving forward because it is a growing controversy. But that is it for this edition of Brewers Weekly, our first ever 6-7 to seven edition. We had to get out of the way a little bit early tonight because we have our draft night megacast. It is the NFL draft and uh, our entire team. Team is uh right in the middle of it. The draft night mega cast begins in about a minute, right here on WTMJ.